Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Michelin tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network. Available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show, with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Oh! Uh, a big night in Major League Baseball. The Mets win a doubleheader. I mean, that's all you need. The Mets win a doubleheader. Big night in Major League Baseball. That, that, that's Moving really, on. That, that, that's really it. Uh, hey, right did they now, score any runs for DeGrom yet? Uh, it, does, it doesn't matter. They score all their runs on days he doesn't pitch. Or how about when your announcers hate you for how you won a game? Yeah, yeah. That well, was clearly that's erroneous. Yeah. So, see, right. karma kind of even things out. Yeah, it's okay. Okay. We, we, all right. It's all right. You win a game by fraud, and then the next day your bats go absolutely silent. It's beautiful. Hey, we didn't win by erroneous. fraud. If the umpire, if the umpire erroneous. wanted to make that call, that was his. Day. No one, no one forced him to do it. No one said, "Hey, I got hit. I got to go." No, he, he made. No, that I can't call. say anything because otherwise, I get Paul Leducid. No, he made. <laughs> no, he made that call, man. That's exactly how it's going. I started, th- you know, theorizing about anything that may or may not transpired <laughs> to get to that call, and we got problems. Uh, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon, live from the Met Sweep at Doubleheader Studios. Uh, a big night in the NBA. Uh, the, look, the, obviously, Mets winning a doubleheader, but the Lakers a night after. Losing to the Knicks, and it was, wow, you know, here's the Lakers. Are they still going to find a way forward? This is a game they could have won. Hey, they come out tonight against the Hornets, again, missing all their stars. Kyle Kuzma goes for 24. They beat the Hornets 101-93. And this is one of those games where it makes you think, okay, yes, the Lakers are going to be okay. They're not going to climb up the Western Conference, but they're not going to fall out and into seventh place. The team you worry about with that are the 
the Denver Nuggets because, listen, without Jamal Murray, that's going to be a thing. Uh, the Clippers win big again. Uh, you know, they go into Indiana and win 126-115. And we told you last hour, the Clippers clearly, uh, you know, in my mind, that's the team I'm picking to go to the finals right now in the West because they are just be, be, they're becoming ultra elite. They have figured out their team. It's not, well, we're, we're trying to throw a bunch of people together at once. It's a night where, hey, guess what? Paul George goes for 36. And it's a big night. It's a big night for Marcus Morris because he has big nights every two or three games. Uh, he goes for 22 and seven. Uh, it, it was a big night tonight for the Clippers. And it was when they win without Kawhi, they can win without Paul George. They are finding things out, and they are really on a roll right now. And I can't tell you how well they're playing. Uh, now you lost g- bets to the guys over at five seventy, didn't you? <laughs> no, I didn't. I that's, get that. that's the working theory you, tonight. I tell right, you, I had the Suns, you know, going in, coming out of their hot bubble effort that they'd be even better with Chris Paul, and man, have they surpassed my wildest dreams. So that's my where my chip is. Uh, in the betting on the Western Conference. But when it comes to that, right, we're talking about the top of the Western Conference, mm-hmm. and it's kind of funny that the big conversation in the NBA, the big topic tonight, is about the bottom of the Western Conference because Mark Cuban is really upset with the play-in tournament. Now, I, I don't know. Did you guys talk about this last night, the Luka Doncic upset over the, the play-in tournament in the West? Did you guys get into nah, that at all? We, we, got it, we got into some really deep weeds on story time. Some deep you know, oh, Lev- oh, okay. Yeah, like, wow. no, we, we didn't have weed. Well, you said we, we got we, into some really deep weed. I was like, whoa, hey, the weed we got into, weeds, man. It was awesome. Weeds, man. To where generally how I operate with LeVar is we'll open up a discussion with here's an idea of a topic and then it kind of blossoms you know like okay. when you uh and st- you just have that opportunity and all of a sudden it's like wait there's a choose your own adventure happening mm-hmm. here and it's okay. like well what if i ask this of you <laughs> based on what you said lavar and, and so that you know stories like luca we we pushed that to the side we said you know what we'll pick that up tomorrow because that one's going to grow because that that's certainly with all the injuries that we've had and a lot of sp- spotlight now coming down on the way the 72 game schedule was put together and all the big stars that have missed time right because you and i have done this that's why the wheel of mvp keeps spinning the way it does like that guy's dominating yeah he's out a month next uh that guy's out and and we keep going through so i I think these this is just going to be an even bigger issue for the next it's great i think for fans in those cities but the nba right now wringing their hands over what they may have wrought you know, you could have just said you didn't talk about it. You could have just said no, no, we didn't, we didn't, and I and I could have recapped it. You could have, no. you could have just no. said no, no, we didn't, we didn't talk about it. Like, My <laughs> way was better. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It was better. It was like if, if if I listen. If you go and get want to get directions from somebody and say, hey, listen, how do I how do I get to the uh, the roadhouse? Oh well, you want to go. You you take uh, the highway and get off roadhouse. at exit forty seven, and you make a right, and it's right there. Okay, great. And and your way was, well, you have a car. If your car is running well, I would say you could take the freeway. Uh, make sure, you know, you obey all traffic lines, all traffic laws. Make sure, get over. Don't get too far over because you're not getting off the freeway uh, after too long. You're only on for a little bit. There's going to be exit 44. It's going to split. It's a left-hand exit. Don't take that one. Uh, you want to keep going. You want to stay on the right, and you want to get off at exit 46. Uh, and when you get off at 46, it's a bit of a, it, it, I would say the exit's a bit of a, it comes up on your face. So you want to get into your, into, into your break a little bit, and there's a double right turn lane. Don't want to be in the far right-hand turn lane. You want to be in the left-hand right turn lane because you turn, you're going to see the roadhouse. It's on the left. Like it's right past the Hotel Yorba, mm-hmm. and you want to go a little bit past there, and you want to pull, and there's a parking lot is mm-hmm. right there on the left, sure. and you want to go in again. I mean, that, that's the way you explained it. Well, There's and a mom and pop coffee shop right and there. And you just got a th- another three minutes away from where we started. <laughs> I was just giving the good people across the country, if they didn't get a chance mm. to listen, maybe they were immersed in something else, some of the programming philosophy that Mike Harmon brings to the table mm. when he is the captain of the ship. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, and, and, and don't forget, there's a guy selling oranges, and uh, you want to make sure you, hey, best cup of coffee. Best oranges around. That's yeah. right. Congratulations. So, <laughs> it's a crummy cup of coffee. So, you know, and okay. Uh, 
So last night, Luka Doncic said he was very upset with the NBA's play-in tournament. Says, boy, you play all season long, you finish seventh, and then you have to play in a play-in game. Okay, my reaction to that is I get it, but you're really complaining about finishing seventh? Suck it up and play better. Okay, it's not like you finish second and the new rule says all teams three through eight have to play. You're seventh, dude. You're the seventh best team in the conference. You're lucky you're in it, right? But now Mark Cuban doubles down today on it, and there's a couple of reasons why Cuban is doing this. After Luka Doncic criticized the NBA's playing tournament, which Team 7 plays Team 10, Team 8 plays Team 9, it's it's, it's one game winner take all uh he said quote in a series of messages to espn i get why the nba is doing it but if we're going to be creative because of covid we should go straight up one through 20 and let the bottom four play in this is the year particularly to do it the worst part of this approach is that it doubles the stress of the compressed schedule rather than playing for a playoff spot being able to rest players teams have to approach every game as a playoff game to either get into or stay in the top six since the consequences are enormous so we're playing more games and more minutes in fewer days. In hindsight, this approach was an enormous mistake. Okay, so, all right, now there's Mark Cuban. Enormous mistake, all these things have to happen. First reason why Mark Cuban is saying this, the translation is, well, I mean, I liked it, but I didn't think we were going to be in seventh. I didn't think it was going to affect us. I thought we were going to be good. We got Porzingis. He's healthy. We got a good team. I didn't think we were going to be. Now that I'm in seventh place, I don't want to be here. But this is a horrible idea. This is the worst idea ever. I didn't think it was going to affect us. I thought it was going to be for teams like Portland and Phoenix. I didn't know it was going to affect. This is why I don't like it. Clearly, this is why he doesn't like it. I voted. He voted for it, but now it doesn't like it because it's his team that has finished seventh. Now now I don't like it. If 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 the... Mavericks were clearly in second or third place or not even he wouldn't be weighing in on this at all he wouldn't care about it but he voted for it they all voted for it knowing full well that you know some teams are going to finish seventh so four teams are going to play for it hey we're adding teams and it's excitement we're happy now suddenly oh it's a bad idea the compressed schedule wait a minute so if the compressed schedule is a bad idea then how about we play less games right then let's play less games if you if you if you want to take games to rest players and do all that then let's play less games but nobody wants to play less games because no 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 oh we got to make the money so then what do you want then i mean really mark cuban is just complaining because it's his team that's getting affected and not somebody else that's not mark cuban's team it's trash. It's, it's a trash take. And, and I lo- always love the innovative nature and the excitement of what Cuban brings in, right? Because he's a guy that cares about the product and and actually what he's putting on the court, right? As opposed to some owners you never see. Maybe you see too much of Cuban and overexposed in that regard with the number of fines and other nonsense through the years. In this case, if you want to be the spokesman for all the other owners, and then, then fine. But this just reeks, as you said, of a guy who's crying because all of a sudden he's realizing the road for his team just got a lot tougher. Okay, when they decided on the 72-game schedule and they eliminated a number of in-conference games, because that's one of the complaints, right, uh, that Cuban's trying to make uh, out of it, is that, well, we lost these games that would otherwise not have the same impact, right, within our conference. Like, just win. Just win. If Kristaps Porzingis isn't able to go through, you know what? Figure out how to get one of those guys that was available on the buyout market and get them to come to Dallas. Sell them about the tax incentives. Talk about, hey, you may you know get 10% less from us, but if you go to New York or you go to California, you're paying that in state income tax. Come on, baby. Let's go. I mean, th- this is where you have your informational videos uh, of take-home pay and all of those fun kind of, kind of things that you can do with your paycheck. Uh, it, it's just bad business at this point. Right now, you should be celebrating it, saying we're a month away from a, an exciting innovation. We're always trying to tweak. I mean, this is a sell job for the NBA of how this is a cool prospect. It, you lose two in a row in a, a seventh seed, you know, it, and that's that's life, right? The, you go home. That, that's win or go home. It's the NCAA tournament come to a mini bracketology of the NBA. Will it phase out eventually? Maybe. But for the short term, they voted it back in for 2021. You know what? Shut up and play. I don't use that often, and I know it's one of those things that people get all angry about. It's like you and the Players Association and the owners agreed to this. So why are we crying about it in the third week of April? Suck it up. 
Suck it up and play play better if you're really upset. I I, I don't get any of this. I'm upset about this. I don't know. I have no sympathy for Mark Cuban. You know, I'm sorry that you didn't pick your team better. I'm sorry that Kristaps Porzingis is not the number two guy and you thought we're going to go run the Western Conference. Okay, I'm sorry you didn't think that. Uh, but again, I have no sympathy for you. But there is a bit of a silver lining thing in here in that Luka Doncic saying this, right, to get away from the Mark Cuban part of it, is he's starting to learn what it means to be a star in the NBA because this is what superstars do. Hey, I don't think this is a good idea. We play all season. Here we are in the play-in game. So is he happy about going to the play-in game and maybe you go up against Steph Curry and the Warriors and, and Steph scores 55 and you go home and you're pissed off? Yeah, that's part of it. But the other part of it is Luka Doncic saying, hey, uh, Mark Cuban, we're not good enough, man. I need help. I need help. Porzingis is not enough. When he's, your, when he's our second best player, that's not good enough because we have no idea how long he's going to be around for. He doesn't affect the game like we thought he was going to. He's still really good, but we don't know how long he's going to be around. He could get hurt any game, and he's not quite that dominant guy. I need help because here we are in seventh place. And I know you voted for it because you didn't think we were going to be in this game. Well, guess what? We are. So go get me help. You know, I don't think this is Luka Doncic going, okay, hey, I'm raising my hand. We're not good. I want out when my contract is up. No, sure. This is him saying, come get me help. Build around me and go get me help because right now we're not good enough, which is kind of how stars do it. And it's kind of fun seeing him grow up in front of our eyes knowing, hey, here's how I'm throwing that out there because Cuban's a good owner from the perspective of he'll try to go out and get somebody. He's not going to sit on his hands and go, no, no, no. He wants to win. He wants the Mavericks to be relevant. He hates that when he says things, people don't pay attention anymore because the Mavericks don't win. So he wants to keep winning. He's got the right owner to do that and this is part of it. So while, while I, I have no sympathy for them at all with this. I understand this part of it, Luka Doncic, because this is how stars do it. See, I think there's it's twofold. Luka's using his star power on both levels. He's doing his work on, on Cuban and wagging his finger of, of what he's got to do on a nightly basis to the heroics uh, that have to come into play most nights for them to get Ws. And the fact that he's already on days where they, they try to rest him He's in his third year, and he's 20, what, 21 years old? Come on now. Uh, what are we doing here? But they're playing 3.6 games per week. I know it's up, and, and there's frustration there. But he's going after the team, but he's also going after the league, right? Because he's one of the guys you want to market. So part of it is, hey, not only do you want me healthy and ready to play in the playoffs, right? Kind of taking the the you know macro look here. You want me around because you market me. You watch watch any promo on TNT or, or ESPN as you go through. How much Luka Doncic footage they use and shots. That little thing he was fooling around, right? He's kind of stealing a little of this Steph Curry thing, going up the tunnel and throwing the ball over the backboard, right? After doing some soccer volleys and whatever. How many times did you see that on a loop in your Twitter feed over the last 24 hours? He is, they're marketing the hell out of him and recognizing what he means to the game. And he does too. Which means, hey, we need we need to make sure we, this is an equitable system to get all your stars in NBA. And the way it works right now, people aren't going to get to see us very much because the playoffs. We know it's a different audience, and some some more casual folks come back to the table, right? Because now it's winning time. So you want to have those stars on display. Don't leave me and my Mavericks out. So it's a shot at Silver and Company as well. Sure. You know, look, I, I get that part of it, and, and I think that's a tiny part of it. Um, but look, this is great for the NBA. And I don't, you know, I don't understand. Mark Cuban is really on an island right now, which is what he likes to be because, hey, here I am causing headlines now. When I say something that's opposite of what everybody else is thinking, I'm going to, you know what? There's so many play teams that are happy as hell just to play in the play-in game, right? The Knicks would be happy as hell to play in the play-in round. The Charlotte Hornets, the Pacers, the Bulls would be happy to be in the play-in round. There's so many teams to be happy, but oh, but I, I feel like we're being taken out, like we're being singled out because we're finishing. You're five games over 500 dude you're not a good team there are six teams better than you in the western conference i'm sorry it's not working out this is a big thing for the nba and now i want to stand up and say this is a really terrible idea okay you stand up there that's good it's great for everybody else and that's how we're going to go forward with it Twitter at how about a fresca? Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon, live from the Met Sweep and Doubleheader Studios. Uh, coming up next, we have all the latest news in Major League Baseball. What is Blake Snell going to say following tonight's game? Because suddenly that is a story 
on everybody's lips. That's coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's me, Rob Parker. Check out my weekly MLB podcast, Inside the Parker, for 22 minutes of piping hot baseball talk featuring the biggest names and newsmakers in the sport. Whether you believe in analytics or the eye test, we've got all the bases covered. New episodes drop every Thursday, so do yourself a favor and listen to Inside the Parker with Rob Parker on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show, with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Yeah. Yep. When a train hits a vehicle at a railway crossing, the results are often deadly. Be cautious at crossings. If the signals are going, don't be tempted to try and sneak across the tracks, even if you don't see a train. Stop, because trains can't. Brought to you by NHTSA. Well, joining us now on the hotline, Fox Sports 1, MLB Network, baseball insider extraordinaire, 
the Red Wings have actually won a couple of games in the last three weeks, so he's really, really excited. Stopping by with us now, John Paul Morosi. JP, what's happening, buddy? Jason and Mike, good evening. Not only have the Wings won a couple hockey games, but Steve Eiserman also won the trade deadline yesterday. Big haul for Anthony Mantha. Love the move. The Wings getting some picks. The future, my friends, is bright. All right, so let me ask you this now. Let me give you, put you on the spot here. More shocking story. The Wings winning a game in the last couple of weeks or the Padres no-hitter? Hmm. <laughs> Well, I would say this. Now, this is a very interesting question. This is why I love coming on the show. Uh, number one, it was inevitable that at some point in time, the Padres would get a no-hitter. We did not know the day nor the hour, but uh, it, was, it was inevitable. Statistically, it had to happen. The Wings, statistically, it was not inevitable that they were going to win a couple games, especially against a very good Carolina team. The, the defense there of the Hurricanes, very good. Jacob Slavin will be on Team USA, I believe, at the Olympic Games a year from now. Remember that name, Jacob Slavin. So, uh, but, yes, I, I would say that the, the Padres throwing a no-hitter at some point was more inevitable than the Wings winning those couple games, but it was not inevitable that it would be a great native son of San Diego himself, the great Joe Musgrove, who got that no-hitter. Well, speaking of the Padres, we've got uh, some drama. Not only do we have the Fernando Tatis injury, uh, Jr., Fernando Tatis Jr. injury, uh, but at 8-4, and four, we had uh, some theatrics from Blake Snell today. Uh, once again, removed very early from the game. He had a great eight pitches before things went awry. Uh, I didn't think uh, we'd take the under in terms of a, a little bit of a blow-up between him and management, J.P., well, uh, certainly concerning. Obviously, Blake Snell is someone who loves the game, loves to compete. He does have his uh, his long-term contract already in place, which is nice. Maybe that eases some of the tension a little bit. But you're right. Uh, this is, for a team that's off to a good start, it's statistically, of course, you get the no-hitter. Uh, you're a little concerned about not having Tatis on the field right now, of course. And I was actually looking it up as well. Tatis, before he was injured, had committed five errors, which was... Oh, yeah, it was terrible. Yeah, really? So, uh, still leads the league in errors committed uh, during that time. So, their overall, uh, and whether it was the drama with Snell tonight or Tatis's injury, um, they seem to still be a little bit behind the Dodgers in terms of just the overall cohesion, the overall performance. Uh, the talent is there. And Musgrove, I've always been a big fan of his, uh, not just because he's eligible to play for Team Italy at the World Baseball Classic, because he is, but uh, he, he's someone who I, I've always believed has the stuff to be a very high-end pitcher, and my goodness, he is putting it together in his hometown. So congrats to Joe and the Padres. But, yes, uh, the, the Snell start tonight uh, was, uh, as they say, suboptimal. <laughs> now, Mike mentioned Fernando Tatis Jr., and Bob Nightingale's got this bit the last uh, in the last hour, that uh, right now Tatis is set to return Friday, big series against the Dodgers. It's the new Lakers Clippers of Major League Baseball. Yes. Uh, your concern level for his health at this point, with one being, hey, it's fine, he's injured, they took him out, everything's okay, and ten being, man, I'm worried this kid's not going to make it through the season. Ooh, good question. I, I think it's at about a seven. And the reason why it's at a seven, and I'll preface this by saying I am not a doctor. I just play one on the Jason Smith show. <laughs> um, uh, the reason why I, I look at the situation of, of spring training for Fernando Tatis Jr., and this was not the only issue that he experienced. Uh, there, he was uh, actually ill for a couple days. The shoulder sounds like it's something that has been a problem before. And when you swing that powerfully, and that is your finishing shoulder, that, that is the arm that decelerates the bat. And so that's, that's your high finish. You need that. For a hitter like that, you need to be able to, to sell out and, and get that pitch and hit it with authority to the pull side. And if he's not able to do that, it's one thing to be back on the field and be on the active roster. Okay, well, are you yourself? And are you able to help the team if you're 
65-70%. It just seems to me that the timing of all this, uh, wanting to get back for the Dodgers series, and I understand why he wants to get back. He just signed this massive contract, and he he's proud. He wants to be on the field. He wants to be with his teammates, and I get all that. I, I just think that there are a lot of concerning elements to the story when it comes to just what he went through in spring training, how ready he is or is not right now physically, and it's not his fault. It's just it's an injury. Injuries happen. But injuries have a way of compounding themselves when you have a player who clearly wants to get out there and for all the right reasons play, represent his team, represent the sport, fulfill this grand marketing vision that all of us have put on him. There's a lot of expectations there, and I, I just hope that he's fully healthy by the time he gets back on the field. But I, I'm, I'm going to be watching very nervously, I think, overall to see how he looks those first few games back. Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon here, Fox Sports Radio. John Paul Morosi, uh, our buddy, as he joins us each and every week, at John Morosi on Twitter. you got to leave out the H, J-O-N, Morosi. Hi, Mom. Uh, MLB <laughs> Network, Fox Sports, he's everywhere. Uh, and obviously, he keeps you abreast of everything NHL as well, getting ready for duties uh, as the playoffs are, are imminent uh, as well. Uh, big surprise thus far. I mean, uh, look, we, we both, I think, kind of like the Angels. I'm a little shocked to see Boston playing so well early on. 100%. That's where I was going with my answer. I, I think that, that team with the winning streak, uh, of course, winning today in Minnesota, J.D. Martinez looks like he's on a mission. And, of course, a bad year for J.D. last year by his uh, standards. And he looks like he's going to make up for everything in the month of April alone. (laughs) He looks that good. So very impressed by J.D. The bullpen, I think we saw today, they won a close game. And and some some unsung heroes there. Darwinson Hernandez has come in, and and he threw a really key inning today. They were able to acquire Adam Adovino in the the rare Red Sox-Yankees trade. And Matt Barnes picks up the save. I would say another another surprise overall, speaking of closers, Craig Kimbrell is now the MVP of the Cubs. Uh, he gets a four-out save today, uh, and he was someone who was wildly inconsistent last year. It's remarkable, really, to see Kimbrell back to being the guy that he's been in the past. So uh, happy for him, happy for his family, and, and certainly for the Cubs. They need it. They need him to be great. Uh, this team, the Cubs, I, I think they've got a lot of issues to work through. Baez, I looked this up earlier today, guys. Baez, 17 strikeouts against one walk. He's going to have to find some ways to make more contact or else he's just not going to see strikes. And so there are some worries with the Cubs, but Kimbrell's pitching is not one of them, and uh, all the credit goes to Craig for tonight's save. You know, the other thing, JP, I thought, you know, you talk about surprises. And this is not a way to bring up and say, look who's in first place in the NL East. But first of all, look who's in first place in the NL East. I I hate all right, who's that, Jason? Who's uh, that, yeah. buddy? Oh, I'm glad you asked me. The Mets are in first place oh, in the they? NL East now, after their now, doubleheader did I, victory did I tonight. Hear, did I hear that they won a doubleheader today against the Phillies? Is that true? Yes, they did. Do you want to hear all the details? Yeah, let's go. Let's, let's have them. Let's have them. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Well, America that, hates you. <laughs> I, 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 I want Mike Harmon to, to, you know, to not want to just, you know, uh, shave his head while chewing on tinfoil. But I'll, I will say this, uh, you know, hey, coming in, sure, surely it's early. And but one of the big surprises to me is that, boy, you look at the NL East, the Mets have barely played. They win a couple of games. Here they are in first place. And this was the toughest division in baseball coming in. This was going to be, hey, everybody's fighting over one another. And yes, we're only 10 or 11 games in, but. The Marlins aren't playing well. Braves aren't playing well. Nationals aren't playing well. Phillies are around 500. Uh, This has not been the National League East we thought it was going to be, JP. No, it's not. And the Phillies' bullpen has been better. Uh, Obviously, they did not win the series today. They they did not win the doubleheader today. (laughs) The Phillies' pen pitching better. I, I think in com- combination with Joe Girardi, in combination with having Real Muto there, it may well be that the Phillies are the, 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 the top competition for the Mets this year. Uh, the Braves, Acuna is so good, i, I got to believe they're going to bounce back. But uh, for the Mets, despite obviously the, the first weekend of the season not going at all the way anybody expected or hoped, uh, I think things have gone pretty well for them since then. The, their, their overall offensive ability, and this is where I, I, I think, Jason, and you would know this better than me, but when you watch this team play a lot, and if Stroman's on point and DeGrom obviously is DeGrom, they're missing a lot of bats. 
And when you miss a lot of bats, are there some concerns about where everybody's playing defensively? I guess a little bit. There are still some worries about if they're putting their best defensive team out there every day. But when DeGrom is striking out a ton of guys and Marcus is doing the same thing, you're just not you're not as concerned. The, the, the defense is honestly not as much of an issue. And so they've been able to make it work. The, the full credit to Luis Roas for doing a great job of, of managing his personnel. And I've been very impressed. You know, there was obviously the talk at different points in the offseason. Would they move Nimmo? And I'm glad they didn't. I think, I've always been a big Nimmo fan. McNeil can hit. Conforto can hit. Conforto, I think, is really looking like he's, a, he's blossoming. So there's a lot to like about the Mets right now, Jason. I'm not just saying that because you're here. I'm not just saying that to, to, to make Mike go bonkers because he's going to have to deal with a very happy Jason Smith for the next <laughs> six months. But, uh, but no, it, it's, it, it's a good story for the game. Happy for the Mets and uh, for Luis Rojas as well. And, and I think overall, uh, a, very, a very strong start to the year there for the Mets. Well, after watching tonight's White Sox and Indians game, I will have to uh, send you uh, a copy of the petition I want filed for the removal of this inane 10th inning rule. Uh, but sorry, Mike. We'll push yeah, that sorry aside. about that, buddy. It's a terrible – it was a beautiful game. But Giolito and Bieber gave you a show. No 100%. question about it. So push that aside, though. Trevor Bauer and the ball investigation, how often does this happen? Is this like the NFL and deflate gate where just randomly we'll – grab one guy just because uh, and then we'll do nothing with the data or anything else we learn the rest of the way? Well, that is a very good question. And what I was told is that, is that again, MLB is very sincerely looking at this broadly. This is not an expose against Trevor Bauer or, or the Dodgers. This is a survey. And they're gathering information. I would not expect that there is going to be anything egregious in, in terms of uh, a suspension that's coming out of this with respect to Bauer, uh, unless the, unless there is like a you know a wad of chewing gum sticking on the ball. I, I don't think that anybody's going to get suspended here because that's not the intent here. This the intent here is to see how prevalent it is. There's there's been a lot of well-intentioned conversation about this issue around the game where. People wonder, would there be some kind of legal grip? Obviously, we have the rosin bag, something else similar to it that would allow pitchers just to get a better grip. Because if you talk to some hitters, they would say, hey, if you're at Coors and it's cold and you're at altitude, do I want the pitcher to be able to feel the ball? Yeah, because my health is, is on the line here. But you do not want them to be getting an additional Lord knows how many RPMs on their, on their spin rate of their curveball. That would not be good. So it's a fine line. Where does, the, where does the sort of altruistic line stop and the competitive edge line begin? That is an age-old question of sports. And so I, I think that MLB wants it to be known that they're working on it and they're, they're bringing in survey materials. Uh, I don't think that this is in any way all about Trevor Bauer. I think he is, he's, he's a major league pitcher, and a lot of major league pitchers, I think we can safely say, have used something that's not just the rosin bag uh, to get a grip. And it's just, now it's a matter of finding it out and looking at what that means for the possible overall rules, guys, about offense and baseball going forward. You can follow him on Twitter at John Morosi. That is at John Morosi, Fox Sports 1, MLB Network Insider. And JP, I'll DM you about the Mets' clutch hits in the eighth inning of Game 1 and Strowman's pitching in Game 2. Yeah, I'll, I'll please get you do. Uh, yeah. you're, you're welcome to, to cite their first two weeks of the season close and late stats and extrapolate them to the World Series and say this means it's, it's 86 all over again, my friends. <laughs> Take it easy, buddy. We'll talk that to you next great, week. That was great, guys. Really Bye, JP. Always, thanks so much. You're the best. <laughs> Great stuff there from John Paul Morosi. I mean, look. Why is he encouraging you? Well, because we're in first place. We talk about good teams. What are you on this four show, and right? three? We talk about it. first place is first place. If the season ended today, the Mets win the NL East. Season right, ended today. Something's know. gone catastrophically wrong. I mean, there could be a lot of rain. You know, I mean, you never know. I mean, they could end this side to end Look, the season. Look, if it's biblical, which chewed Mets do you take on the boat with you? <laughs> oh, well, I take DeGrom. How do you and like we, that? There's a there's I a take, yeah. poll question Listen. for you. Your favorite team, 877-99 on Fox. No, no, here, here's the people I take on the boat if I have to, right? If I have to take on the Ark. I tell Jacob DeGrom, get on the Ark. He says, okay. I go, and who do you want with you? And whoever who do you want says, to catch? 
you. It's a white take on. I mean, it could be James McCann, but I say, whoever you want, who, who do you want? I'll take whoever. I don't care who it is. You, you get you get to pick. And that's who gets on the arc. There we go. Well, I, I would have to say it's probably going to be Alonzo because we've seen him with his shirt off. That's like that country sure. strong body. Yeah. Like that's not chiseled body in the gym. No, that's, no, not That's at all. workman, you know, I get my hands around and I do work. <laughs> Now that that would that would be a, that's a different than Mount Rushmore conversation. Who gets on the ark? Like that's that, what I mean. That's so that's much a, better. That's yeah, you get it. Yeah, you get, you know. Look, and you bring it. You bring in the Bible on it, and you could get into something else. I mean, who knows? You can get a lot of things. Every, everybody's required who's to bring on, on one ark. book. On who's on the ark? What animal? Okay, very good. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show, with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Oh! And let's have a conversation about someone saying, I would have told this guy to go blank himself. My favorite type. 
It is. I mean, I, I, this could be this could be something that happened at Mike Harmon's house over the holidays, but it's not. Uh, this actually happened in the NBA, uh, courtesy of Reggie Miller. Reggie Miller, who had a great career in the NBA, now has been a great broadcaster for a long time. And he was asked his opinion of what he feels if Michael Jordan had said, hey, let's team up, Uh, you know, come play with me and we can win championships like many stars do nowadays. And Reggie Miller said, if Michael would have asked me to come play with him, I would have told him to go blank himself. And I think you can sit here and say, oh, yeah, would he really have done it? I really think Reggie Miller would have done it. I really do. I know it's been a big debate going on today, and and I think he would have done it because Reg Miller is a guy who was all ego and self-belief, right? He was the alpha male of alpha males, right? If you asked him, he would say, look, I'm just as good as Michael Jordan. If I'm really being honest, I'm just as good as Michael Jordan was. But he's one of those, if I couldn't do it, then it can't be done kind of guys. He wasn't like other players who wanted to team up. You know, these guys like Barkley who, and Drexler who went different places at the end of their careers in the 90s when this, you know, this was going on in the NBA. But Reggie Miller was that kind of guy. He was, I'm great. I know the kind of shooter. I know I don't need to go team up with somebody. I honestly believe believe he would have told Michael Jordan. I mean, he wouldn't have gotten his face said, go blank yourself. But he would have said, hey, thanks for the offer. I don't know. I can do it. I really think he would have stood up. He was being honest when he said that. Well, it would have given us another episode of Last Dance because we would have had him sitting in the chair going, and I took that personal. Yeah. <laughs> look, at, look, at the, look at the iPad. What did Reggie Miller say about you? Uh, I took that. There it That's is. why I beat the Pacers so many times in the playoffs. Yeah, I think it comes down to time and space and where Reggie Miller was on the continuum of his career. Uh, and I think that answer is going to be very different. right? Reggie Miller, peak Reggie Miller, here I am, shoot, a shooting fool in the final nine seconds of a game. Nah, that guy's that guy's yeah, he's king of the world, man. He's just he's just looking at everybody going, who's next? Right? That's that's gladiator Maximus yelling, Are you not entertained? Uh that guy says no. Reggie Miller outside of that time? Well, and looking back now, fantastic career, commentating job. He's got this commercial where he's living in fast food restaurants. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's lots of stuff going on. That's great. But I, I think he'd love to look down and see a shiny ring, a couple of uh, big events a year, you know, to be able to pull that out. And teaming up with Michael Jordan might have cured some of those ills and, and you know, those those pangs, those hunger pangs of things you left behind. Yeah, I, I call BS. No, I, I, I really believe he's being true to himself. Now, could, could, could he have changed his mind later in his career when his stats weren't as big? Yes. I, I, you know, yeah, but I, I guess you could have, but I still don't see it. He would have looked at it as, I'm doing something I shouldn't be doing. This is not how you do it in the NBA. And he was very much one of those, I live by a certain code in the NBA. And he had a great career, right? I mean, those Pacers teams were not very good, right? Rick Smith was the second best player. You on leave him alone. Come. I mean, Rick Smith Dutchman was a boss. You know, Dale Davis was okay. You know, the, uh, Anthony Davis was okay. Antonio. Antonio Davis was okay. See, I've done it. I've done it you the know. other way, trying to talk about Anthony Davis. A He's not. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you want to go team up with? It's AD? Antonio Davis. <laughs> no, but I mean, look, the, these weren't great teams. And single-handedly, he got them to the finals in 2000. They lost to the Lakers. He got them to the Eastern Conference Finals many times. He's done more with his career, even though his stats don't really bear. Because the end of his career is a 15-point-a-game guy. Now you look at it and go, 15 points. That's you know. That's that's a guy coming off the bench. That's Alex Caruso. But, you know, what he was able to achieve, it was a different time in the NBA. There weren't as many points being scored. And he did lead his team to the East Finals a lot in the Jordan era and got to the finals once. No, Reggie Miller was legit, man. He was a he was one of the all-time greats in the NBA. You have to understand what he did in his time is different than where it is now. But, yeah, he definitely would have told Jordan, yeah, I'm not doing it. He would have, he would have seen it as, I, I'm offended that you would even ask me that I would <laughs> come team up with you. That's Reggie yeah. Miller. I'm telling you. And then he would have met him in the Aloysius. back. Yeah, no. One, he wouldn't He wouldn't have asked. It would have been, well, hey, yeah, Michael, that's the other part hey, of my, it. My, I'm not my, Michael, um, <laughs> hey, uh, you got any spots on your your 72-win team? I, I, you know, I, I can hang out with Ron Harper a little bit. Can, can I come too? <laughs> Me and Ron, yeah, because, no, he wouldn't have because not like Jordan was having trouble winning. Hey, how are we going to win? No, I won three in a row. I retired. We won three more. I, we don't need Reggie. I'm not going to ask. <laughs> Please, can I come along? Twitter it out about a fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome. Do we have an insane story out of the NBA for you next? 
I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.